text for this morning's sermon is John 6, verse 35. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. Beloved congregation of our Lord Jesus Christ, in his gospel, the Apostle John records many of Jesus' words and deeds. Jesus did many miracles, like making water into wine, healing a lame man, calming a storm at sea. And yet, John never refers to these mighty deeds as miracles. He always calls them signs. It's not Jesus' deeds themselves that are in the focus. They are signs that testify about who Jesus is and what he came to earth to do. At the end of his gospel, John tells us that Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples that are not written in this book. He explains, But these are written, that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. John puts a real emphasis on the fact that Jesus is the Son of God. The people of his day had no trouble relating to Jesus as a human being. They knew his parents, Joseph and Mary, and that his hometown was Nazareth. People saw something special in Jesus, but the fact that Jesus was the Son of God was hard for them to accept. Yet John teaches us that Jesus is the Word of God, and that the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. John says, we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. To help the people of his day understand who he was, Jesus uttered seven I am statements in John's gospel. He said, I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the door of the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the way and the truth, and the life. I am the true vine. This morning we're going to concentrate our attention on the first of these statements. I am the bread of life. We'll consider what Jesus is saying in this statement, how he is promising us life in him, and calling us to feed on him. May the Spirit use the gospel to direct us to Christ, and to encourage us in our celebration of the Lord's Supper this morning, I preach to you God's word under the following theme. Jesus says, I am the bread of life. We will consider the offer of abundant life and the call to feed on Jesus. In our text, Jesus says, I am the bread of life. We need to remember the context in which these words were spoken. The previous day, Jesus had made a boy's lunch of five small loaves and two fish into food to feed a crowd of about 5,000 people. Jesus left the people, but the next day they tracked him down in Capernaum. They were drawn to this miracle worker. and They thought it amazing that he could provide food for such a large crowd of people. It reminded them of the way in which God provided bread from heaven for his people to eat while they were in the wilderness. 
The crowds asked Jesus for a sign that they might believe in him. Was not the sign Jesus performed the previous day, of feeding 5,000 people with a boy's lunch, enough? No. The crowds expected that the coming of the Messiah would be marked with signs greater than God's provision of manna in the wilderness. Jesus only fed the crowd one time, while Moses provided for the Israelites throughout their 40-year desert sojourn. Jesus only fed 5,000 people, while Moses had supplied food for the entire nation. In response to their request for a sign, Jesus told the people, Truly, truly, I say to you, It was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, but my Father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Jesus teaches the people the true significance of the bread God provided for their forefathers in the desert. It was a sign of the life God would give them. While manna provided them with physical life, It symbolized life with God forevermore. For the man appointed forward to Jesus Christ. People said to Jesus, Sir, give us this bread always. Jesus responded, I am the bread of life. He begins his response with the words, I am. If Jesus did that just once or twice, we might pass over that. But Jesus makes seven I am claims in John's gospel. Seven is the number of fullness, of perfection. So we need to understand why Jesus uses these words and what he meant by them. The words I am were first spoken by God to Moses at the burning bush. God commissioned Moses to lead his people, Israel, out of slavery in Egypt. Moses asked what he should say to the people if the people asked who had sent him. God said, I am who I am. And he said, say this to the people of Israel, I am has sent me to you. God's personal name, Yahweh, sounds like I am in Hebrew. It was considered too holy for the Jews to pronounce. And yet here was Jesus claiming to be The I am statement shows he was claiming to be God. Perhaps that's not completely clear from our text, but it's obvious from what we read in John 8, 58. During a dispute with the Jewish leaders, Jesus said, Truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. The Jewish leaders understood that with that statement, Jesus was claiming to be eternal. He, as a human being living among them, was claiming that he was alive before Abraham was. We know that only God is eternal. The Jewish leaders understood that Jesus was claiming to be God. For them, this was blasphemy. They picked up stones to stone him. But Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple. Why was it important for the people to learn to know Jesus as God? It's because Jesus' divinity formed the basis for all his promises. We see it in our text. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. 
Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall not thirst. Bread is a symbol of life. In Israel, it was a main staple in most people's diets. We also see this reflected in the Lord's Prayer when we pray for our daily bread. We're not just asking for bread. We're asking our Father in heaven to provide all our bodily needs, food, clothing, shelter, and the like. When Jesus says that he is the bread of life, he's teaching us to find all we need for life in him. We are physical, emotional, and spiritual beings. As such, our deepest hungers and needs can never be met by the temporal and the tangible things of this life. In human history, few societies have enjoyed the wealth and the prosperity that we have. And yet, so many people are restless and empty and dissatisfied. Anxiety and depression and mental health struggles keep increasing. People try to find comfort and satisfaction in the things of this life, in money and all it can buy. They think, if only I had such and such, then I'd be happy. But when they get it, the satisfaction soon wears off. Earthly things don't satisfy us. They never meet our deepest cravings. They cannot fill us. It takes more than money possessions, power, or prestige to give our lives meaning and purpose. Christ calls us to labor for the food which endures to everlasting life. He wants us to set our hearts on more than food which perishes. Jesus is the true bread from heaven. He's the bread of life. He's the living bread. Abundant life is to be found in Him. Those who come to Jesus will never hunger. Those who eat of this bread will live forever. Jesus wants us to set our hearts on Him. Beloved, life without Jesus is empty. Without Jesus, there's a void in man that's never properly filled. We need to recognize that the cause of our eternal hunger and misery is sin. As such, our hearts can never be satisfied with anything this world has to offer. There's only one who can feed our hungry and thirsty souls, our Lord Jesus Christ. As the Son of God, He came into this world to offer up His body and blood on the cross as our food and drink unto eternal life. Jesus offers abundant life. He's the only one who can fulfill our needs and desires. Brings us to our second point, the call to feed on Jesus. In John 6, 27, Jesus told the crowds who followed him, Do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. They said to him, what must we do to be doing the works of God? This question reveals how little the crowds understood about the saving work of their Messiah. They think that they must do something 
for their own salvation. Therefore, Christ tells them, My Father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Salvation is a gift of God. There are no works we can do to earn any part of our righteousness before him. All what God requires is that we believe in whom he sent. In John 6, 29, Jesus said, This is the work of God, that you believe in whom he has sent. And in our text, Jesus says, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger. Whoever believes in me shall never thirst. In our text, Jesus issues his call. Come to me. Believe in me. That call was rejected by many in the crowd. They wonder how Jesus could say that he was the bread which came down from heaven. They pointed out that they knew Jesus' father and mother. As far as they were concerned, his claim to be sent from the Father in heaven was false. Jesus points out that the Jews were just like their fathers who ate manna in the desert. Despite God's wondrous provision for them, they died in the wilderness because of their unbelief. And yet our Lord goes on issuing the call of the gospel. He says, I am the living bread. He calls us to eat this bread. Jesus says, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. In John 6, 57, Jesus says, as the living Father sent me and I live because of the Father, so he who feeds on me will also live because of me. So we see that Jesus issues an urgent call to eat of the living bread which came down from heaven to feed on him. What does that mean? Jesus wants us to come to him, to believe in him. Through faith, he wants us to share in all his rich benefits, to partake in the wondrous salvation he accomplished by offering his body and blood on the cross. Jesus offers complete forgiveness for all our sins. He promises everlasting life. He wants us to live in communion with him now and forevermore. To feast on Jesus means to satisfy ourselves in the beauty of our Savior, to find fulfillment for all our hopes and desires in Him. This morning, we're privileged to do that in our celebration of the Lord's Supper. We eat of the broken bread, a symbol of Christ's crucified body. We drink of the wine, a symbol of Christ's shed blood. We consider how Christ was willing to give his life for our sins so we could be restored to communion with the Father again. By faith, we feed on Jesus. We find true satisfaction in him. Jesus is our comfort, our joy, our hope, our assurance. True life can be found in him alone. Amen. Let's respond to the gospel by rising and singing from hymn 61.